What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pretty Unfiltered Podcast. It's your host, Morgan Jones, and I'm so excited we're spending time together today. Today, we are talking about body image. When I asked you guys for questions about for the Ask Me Anything, a lot of questions came up about confidence and body image and insecurities. And so I kind of figured that because so many did come up, I would make it its own episode. The same thing with um, me leaving social media for five years and my thoughts on social media in general. So each of these will be getting their own episode. Today we'll do the body image one. Next time we'll do social media. But I took all the questions that you guys submitted and I kind of put them all together. And then hopefully the this episode will answer all of those questions. And it was never my intention to have this be a solo podcast. So after the social media episode, we will be having our guests starting and I'm so excited for that. So definitely stick around so that you can hear some of my friends, some experts, some guests come to the show because we'll be talking about all the different things. I want to share all the stories, all the unfiltered sides, whether it's for business or self-improvement or anything in between. I'm really excited for what's to come. But for today's episode, let's get into body image. I want to make it very clear from the jump that this episode is not in any way to tell you what your body should look like, what you, you should do with your body. This is just going to be a discussion about some lessons and strategies that I've learned along the way about ending wars that we have with our bodies. It's the wars that we've been fighting since we're young and our insecurities and the way we fight against our bodies instead of for our bodies. Um, What I'm going to talk about today is kind of the strategies or things that have drastically changed my perspective or my relationship with my body. And I hope that you can find some of these tools helpful. I think it's probably important to start with the fact that just as most of us, for most of my life, I feel like I've been at war with my body. And, you know, I have been by society standards, a before and an after picture as far as size is concerned. I've been single digits in jeans, double digits in clothes more than once. By BMI standards, I've been both underweight and obese. So I know what it's like to kind of go between these two worlds and to have a fluctuating relationship with your physical appearance. And I think that it took a really long time for me to get to a place where I am just confident in what I look like, regardless of my size, and how to fight for a body that feels like me from the inside out, and really just change my perspective on, instead of seeking external validation, really just focusing on internal alignment with what makes me feel good. And if I'm being honest, you know, getting to that place, it, for me personally, at least, it takes more than, you know, affirmations in the mirror. It took more than just, you know, trying to love my body. It actually took structure. It took strategies. It took systems and me implementing checkpoints in my life to really make sure I was doing everything that I could to feel better about and in, in the body that I had. And so, I believe that kind of ending these battles that we have with our bodies and our insecurities, 
you have to have steps that are rooted by action, rooted in consistency and integrity and self-respect because you have to get to a place where you want to feel good about yourself. You want to feel good inside your body more than you care about it being approved by others, more than you care about fitting in with society's standards. And it's by no means easy, but I think that loving your body is hard, but hating your body is even harder. So ultimately, the choice becomes ours on how we're choosing to develop and grow and evolve the relationships that we have with our bodies. And it's the single most important relationship that we have. I'll be the first to admit that as someone who grew up in the 90s where being as skinny as possible was the ideal. It was on all the magazine covers. It was Cosmo was telling you how to lose 10 pounds before summer. Every diet, everything possible to just make you be the smallest version of yourself was thrown in your face daily. Um, Of course, that led to a toxic relationship with my body. I think that many people listening to this, especially if you're around my age, could relate to that. And, you know, other reasons like being on medications that caused me to gain massive amounts of weight at a time and my weight to fluctuate, especially in my formative years, like in high school and college. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit that I did not have a healthy relationship with my body. And I have tried every diet under the sun uh, from Weight Watchers to cleanses to everything in between. And I know probably... Uh, Again, a lot of you guys have probably been on that kind of Ferris wheel where we're just going around in a circle trying to attain something that's almost impossible. But at the end of the day, I finally got to a place where I realized that I just couldn't live like this anymore. I couldn't continue trying to fit into standards and ideals that were literally designed for us to fail because there's a reason that the diet industry and even the beauty industry are some of the wealthiest industries in the world. And if I was going to live the rest of my life based on these standards and ideals that had been set for me, I would have lived the rest of my life in a body based on someone's ideals that weren't even my own. And as I've said about programming and our lives in general, if we're living for the validation of other people, if we're living for external validation, our life isn't ours anymore. It's just a reflection of the programming that we have been in that has infiltrated our lives since we were small. And that's the same thing with our bodies. So your body isn't yours anymore. If you're continuously just trying to change and shape it and mold it and fit in with someone else's standards and ideals, let alone the fact that a majority of the standards and ideals aren't even attainable. There was one lesson that I learned along this journey of improving my relationship with my body that hands down changed the game. And It was understanding that no matter what I had been taught about my body, no matter how many insecurities had been programmed into me since I was young, 
the lesson was that my body was not the problem. The programming was. So it was when I finally realized that the problem is not actually our bodies themselves. It's what we think about our bodies and how we treat our bodies. And more often than not, what we think about our bodies and how we choose to treat our bodies is a direct reflection of our programming. So whether that's society, whether that's our surroundings, our upbringing, it's our programming that's the issue and it's not our bodies themselves. This is why I genuinely believe that when it comes to improving our body image, one of the most important and critical aspects of making this change in a positive direction is to be able to identify the difference and become aware of the fact that our feelings about our bodies, our insecurities and everything in that regard is in large part by design and has very little to do with how we actually feel about ourselves. So once you understand this concept, then you can start separating those two facts or those two thought systems. Like, does the cellulite actually bother you or have you been taught that cellulite is, you know, the worst thing that could ever exist? Like, does our size actually bother us? Or have we just been taught that if we're in double digits, that's overweight? And if it does bother you, I believe you can change and you should take action steps to improve whatever areas of your body you want to improve. But realistically, we have to start being able to implement this process, implement these questions and taking, a t taking the time to stop and really ask ourselves when we're in this spiral of kind of self-hatred or insecurity, like, does this actually bother me or have I just been programmed to believe it? Because we live in a society that benefits from our insecurities and low self-esteem. All these standards are quite literally designed to be unattainable. And when I say by design, I mean that our bodies and our relationship with our bodies and our insecurities, they are not random. This has been thought through and thought through by these billion dollar industries in ways so that they can profit from whatever it is that makes us feel insecure about our bodies, whatever it is that they want us to feel like we should improve because we are sold solutions by the same people that are creating the problems. And the quicker you understand this, the quicker you are able to really see that this relationship, these insecurities, these wars that we have with our bodies are so much more based on how we've been taught and programmed than they are based in reality of our own, our own thoughts. And, you know, it should come as no surprise that when I was writing the book that's coming out on confidence, it's body image was the number one insecurity when I was interviewing people, no matter the age. So whether that was girls in high school, whether that was women in business, super successful women, like body image and lack of self-esteem and insecurities still reigned as the highest issue that we have that's blocking us from confidence. So that's why for this first lesson, I believe that the sooner that you can understand that your body isn't the problem and your programming is, the sooner you can do the work to rewire your programming around your relationship with your body. 
And that brings me to the next lesson is that we will be at war with our bodies for the rest of our lives if we don't start doing this work. Because I have the privilege of speaking and being around large groups of women very often. And to watch the same insecurities play out for the young women all the way to the older generation of women, more mature women that should have evolved by then, it just is further proof that these programs that we've been trained our whole lives to feel about ourselves, they don't go away. And I'm a big believer that if we can start teaching something younger, it's much easier than trying to unlearn and rewire the programs. So if possible, I hope that we can start teaching young girls or, you know, anyone of a young age, the importance of fighting for your body instead of against it. So if we're going to be fighting any wars, let's fight for ourselves. Like let's fight for our mental health, for our physical health, for our overall wellness, instead of fighting against it and feeling insecure and feeling dislike and hatred towards a body, like the thing we should be most grateful for. Because we're not born disliking our own bodies or obsessing over rolls and thick thighs and whatever else that society tells us we should be focused on. These are learned behaviors. They're a product of our conditioning over our entire lifetime around body image, which is why it makes it difficult to unlearn. It's not impossible. You just have to give yourself time and you have to put in the work because you can't unlearn a pattern or behavior or programming that you've had your whole entire life and expected to change overnight. But you do have to get to a place where you realize that fighting for your body instead of fighting against it requires you to shift the criteria. It requires you to shift the perspective from seeking external validation to seeking internal alignment of what feels good to you. And I think that this is the hard part. I think that if you want to make this kind of change, that's where you have to ask yourself the uncomfortable questions. And then you have to sit in the hard answers. And then you basically have to let those answers be the guidelines for the action steps and checkpoints and habits that you want to build or that you want to change when it comes to changing the relationship you have with your body. For me personally, I use what I call core questions, and that's anytime I'm trying to change any type of my programming, I ask myself specific questions that have to do with whatever habit or belief or program that I'm trying to rewire, because at the end of the day, the awareness that a program is not in alignment with what you want it to be, it's not enough. You have to actually create steps or get to a place where you understand where you are now and where you want to be and then create an action plan to make those changes. So for me, I mean, off the top of my head, some of the beginning questions I had to ask myself that were so uncomfortable is like, how much were my insecurities holding me back in my life? Or was I missing events or opportunities because of the way I felt about my body or were my insecurities 
impacting my quality of life. Now, you can make your questions whatever you want. Just write them down and then identify the answers. And once you're able to identify the answers to these questions, you kind of have to sit in that uncomfortable place. And to be honest, if I were to convey all my answers to those questions to you guys, it's kind of embarrassing. It's embarrassing that we have, we spend so much time missing things or missing opportunities or not being fully present maybe because of insecurities or how we feel about our bodies. And once you sit in that, once you sit in that place where you've really just realized how much maybe you have let your body kind of affect your whole life, then you're able to make the changes because yes, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. Yes, it's going to probably feel sad in many ways if you really look at how much you've let it impact you. But this is how we improve. This is how we start to rewire the programs. This is how we change our lives and our relationships with our bodies. So, you know, sit in that for a second, but just know that this is how it gets better because it was a result of answering these questions and being able to identify what I wanted to change, that I was able to change my habits and beliefs and behaviors when it came to my relationship with my body and improving it. And it may sound almost impossible, but I promise you that if I can get to that place, you can definitely get there too. And this leads me directly into the next lesson, which is about body goals. We all have these body goals. You know, we want to look like her. We want abs like that. We want to be toned like this or to be that size. But our number one body goal should be to strive for a body imbalance. It's that simple. It finally clicked for me that if I wanted to improve my self-esteem around body image, it would require that I did the work towards a body that made me feel strong physically, mentally, and emotionally. So a body imbalance for me is when all of those things are working together based on my own programming, based on my own internal alignment, and silencing the noise of the external validation and the programs that we've been taught since we were young. Because the sooner that you understand that body trends are ever changing and you're never going to catch up trying to catch up to body trends is a losing game because you know skinny is going to be in one day and then curvy's in the next day and I mean if anything even something as simple as freckles or glasses things that people used to get made fun of when I was in elementary school are now trendy there's now filters and people are buying glasses just to have glasses. And I'm not judging anybody that's doing anything like that. I'm just saying this is how arbitrary these trends are. So you're never going to win. You just have to start doing things that make you feel good from the inside out. And I think that by having your body goals be based in a body imbalance mentally, physically, and emotionally, then you're setting yourself up for success because you're doing the things that make you feel internally aligned. And that way, when the external pressures come, you feel good from the inside out so they don't play as big of a role. I'm not saying that you know, society standards are never going to affect you again. I'm just saying that the stronger you can build your relationship with your body internally, 
the less the external pressures matter. Because the goal is ultimately to do more things that are in favor of the mind-body connection instead of mind-body opposition. So this is why our body goal should be rooted in strategies, tools, and habits that are prioritizing our health. Our health should be the number one most important goal that we have. And similarly to how we discussed earlier about the core questions, the core questions I use for kind of finding a body imbalance started by me just first being able to really take the time to identify what my life would look like and how my relationship with my body would be different if I had been taught from a young age to live by my own criteria, if I had been taught to fight for my body instead of against it, if I had been taught to prioritize health. I mean, now that I'm saying all of this, let's let's do like let's make this an exercise. So I want you to do the same thing that I did. Take a second and just I mean, truly, I want you guys to participate. Think of how different your life would look or how different your relationship with your body would be had you been taught from a young age to live by your own criteria, to live by doing the things that made you feel good from the inside out instead of doing things or changing your body or hating your body because society told you it needed to be different than what it was. Like picture that version of yourself in detail what if all bodies were represented in the media? And what if you saw people that had similar bodies to you everywhere when you looked on TV or in the news or on social media? Like, how would your life be different? What if you were taught how to prioritize being physically and emotionally and mentally strong instead of just being taught the importance of being as small and as thin and taking up as least space as possible what if the images that you saw in the media reflected cellulite and tummy rolls and hair and things that are completely normal of a body instead of filters and photoshop where we can't even have one blemish anymore and our skin shouldn't have texture and we should never have anything that could be deemed as an imperfection how would your life be different? How would your relationship with your body be different? How would you feel about yourself? What if size wasn't the main determining factor of your self-worth? Would your relationship be different? Would you stop caring as much about what other people thought? Would you be more confident? I really want you guys to take time to do this exercise because if you were kind of just half listening, I want you to like check back in, become present in this moment and go back and start that again. I want you to really picture that because once you really sit and think about how different life would be, how different your self-esteem would be, your confidence level would be, it becomes indisputable proof of how vastly different our relationships with our bodies could be if these societal ideals and unrealistic programmings and false illusions and standards that we've been taught from our childhood if they never existed like how much love and appreciation and gratitude we could have for our bodies because it would take out 
the external pressures and it would just be focused on, do you feel good in your body? Do you feel happy in your body? Do you feel healthy and strong and powerful in your body? I think we've come a long way as a society with being inclusive in the media now, but this is why I believe it's so important that we start teaching that body goals shouldn't be about what anybody else is doing. Our body, we can, yes, we can be inspired or motivated by someone if we want to be stronger or more fit, but our body goal should ultimately be based on our own criteria, based on our own checkpoints, our own goals of what makes us feel good about ourselves. Because just as our bodies will never look the same, neither will our journeys on healing our relationship with our body image or rewiring our insecurities. And you have to find what works for you. That's what I've said in almost every podcast episode. I can only give you, you know, the advice or the lessons that I've learned, but ultimately you have to take all of this stuff and make it your own because you could find a health coach or a nutrition coach or whatever you want. And one person's going to say one thing and then the completely opposite opinion is going to be given by another professional. So you have to do these trials and errors. You have to keep going and figuring out what makes you feel your best. Because for some, healing their relationships with their bodies might be tossing the scale in their bathroom because they've become obsessed with the number. And then whereas someone else, their healing journey could be you know, breaking through perhaps emotional issues or triggers around food or something else that holds them back and you know maybe for someone else it's getting over crippling anxiety of showing up in shorts or a swimsuit at an event and then for another person it could be maybe they need to do the work so that they can be in photos because they've been avoiding photos for years because they don't feel comfortable in their bodies and I think that while this might sound outlandish to some people, I know that the people that are listening to this that understand this will know that it is hard. And it's hard to be in a place where you want to hide your body at all times and be in a place where you constantly have to be checking and focusing and fixing your top and changing this and making sure this is covered. It's exhausting. So the only way to counter this is to fight for goals that create a body imbalance from the inside out. And I think that this is where <laughs> I might get some flack or something, but I don't actually believe that it's possible to love your body all the time. I, I think that body positivity is great in a sense, but I think that we also have to get to a place where we understand that our relationship with our body can go in waves. And I believe you can still have love and appreciation for your body while also still wanting to improve it or improving your relationship with it. And I think sometimes the pressures of feeling like we have to love our body at all times, it creates kind of a false expectation of reality because I think that this is the same concept that we were talking about in the last episode where we don't have to be happy all the time but we just have to continue to work towards the things that don't keep us in the low points longer than necessary. So I think our goals with our body should ultimately be to have a more neutral approach to the external part. And then you can work your way up from there. So really focus on the internal parts because I think that what's more important than 
loving your body 24-7 is actually to appreciate it and just be so grateful for it. And that's what brings me to the last lesson, which is that you get one body in this lifetime and it's the most important relationship we have. So we need to treat it as such. And it's like, I know the way I've talked to my body in the past. I know how I've treated it. And if I had let any person treat me or talk to me the way I've talked about my body, I would be out of that relationship so fast because I would, I knew it would be toxic. And it's like, yet we allow ourselves to have these relationships with our body. And this is why I believe that learning how to prioritize your body and balance and understanding that you need to create your own criteria and prioritize your physical health and mental health, I believe that's ultimately a reflection of the level of gratitude and self-love and appreciation we have for ourselves. Because if living with my disease has taught me anything in my life, it's that nothing is as important as your health. And you only get this one body in your lifetime. And movement and mobility are gifts. And just being able to wake up in a body that fights for you, in many ways sometimes harder than we fight for it, is a blessing. So in order for me to like acknowledge that and honor that I am grateful for this body, it forced me to have this added level of intention to every area of my life that created that body imbalance like we discussed earlier. And I had to get to a place where I mentally realized that I owe it to myself to not live with the same insecurities for the rest of my life. I owe it to myself to take care of my body as best as I can because without good health, I have nothing. And of course, I can't control everything in my life and I can't control, you know, what happens with my physical appearance when it comes to medications, but I can do everything in my power to build better habits that are focused on creating a body that feels good from the inside out because your relationship with your body and your commitment to your overall wellness should in every sense be structured towards improving the love and appreciation you have for yourself. And I kind of call this mindset shift gratitude adjustments. I should trademark it, (laughs) but um, I call these things gratitude adjustments. So like if you're in a spiral where you're just not feeling good about yourself, like is there a mental switch or a a perspective shift that you can make in that moment to find something about your body that you're grateful for because there comes a time in your life where you realize that who you are and who you want to be and your life story goes so far beyond what your body looks like that you almost can't even fathom how you let it control so much of your life. At least that's true for me. And once you get to that place, it's like there's no going back because you realize that you only get this one shot you get this one body and ultimately you get to decide whether or not you have these insecurities for the rest of your life or you just decide that you're going to fight for a body that feels good from the inside out. You're going to fight for a body in balance. You're going to prioritize your health. You're going to be 
fighting for the things that make you feel like the best version of yourself. And the older I get and the more I do this work, I can now confidently say that when the insecurities and self-doubt pops up or even on the day where the old programming kicks in or where I'm having, you know, bad body image days or low body image days, I still find a way to be grateful for my body. I find a way to appreciate all it's done for me and all the versions and sizes and shapes of my body that have gotten me to this point because I'm just so grateful to be alive and my physical body is the least interesting thing about me. And I know it sucks to not feel good in our bodies. And it sucks even more that we were raised by a society that benefits from our insecurities and low self-esteem. But when you make the decision to implement your own checkpoints, when you decide to change the criteria to your own terms, and you decide to prioritize your health and your relationship with your body in appreciation instead of criticism, you will inevitably be able to change every aspect of your life. Because this is how you improve self-esteem from the inside out. And you may choose different criteria than me. You may ask different questions than the ones that I've listed. But at the end of the day, the most important thing for us to understand is that we can spend the rest of our lives at war with our bodies, fighting against it, or we can fight for it. And you deserve to fight for your body. We all do. You deserve to fight for a life that brings you joy, that makes you feel good. And if no one has told you lately, you are beautiful exactly as you are in this moment. In this body, you are still deserving of everything you want and more in this lifetime. You are deserving of all the happiness, all of the love, all of the joy and the peace that this universe has to offer. The world is always going to tell us who to be, how to act, and what to look like. But let now be your defining moment where you get to decide how you want to spend the rest of your life, how you want this relationship with your body to play out long term, and decide that you don't want to live the rest of your life with the same insecurities you've had since you were a teenager. And decide to fight for your body instead of against it, because as I said from the beginning, loving your body is hard. But one thing I know for sure is that living the rest of your life hating your body will be even harder. I know this got a little motivational pep talky at the end here, but I really believe in this stuff. I believe that the more we can work towards feeling good about ourselves, the better we'll be as a society. Because I think that we're constantly comparing and people place their projections on other people when it comes to body image. And that's what's tearing our society down. So probably if I can end with anything also, it would be if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I mean, we've been taught that since we were young. So don't be a girl that tears down another girl because of their body. Always be the hype girl. Be the hype girl for yourself. Be the hype girl for other women, other people in general. In fact, let's have a whole hype girl summer because let this be your invitation where we're just going to be hyping each other up no matter what we wear, 
because at the end of the day, what people are wearing has nothing to do with us. So if it makes them feel good, great. We should cheer them on and celebrate them for that. I'm excited. Let's just, you know, let's sign the contract. Send in your RSVPs because we're going to make this hype girl summer and we're just going to be supportive and encouraging of all women, all bodies, every shape and size. And I think that the more we can do this, the more we can cheer each other on and just love each other exactly as we are, the better we're going to be long term because we're all dealing with these insecurities, even the top models, even who society deems as the most perfect bodies, we're all dealing with it. So let's just be kind. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. No matter what you're going through, I hope you keep going. And if it's to do with your body, be kind to yourself. Thank you so much for being here. And if you could leave a review or give me some stars, according to the podcast people, that is how the podcast grows. So I'd really appreciate it. And until next time, I love you guys so much. Be kind to yourself and others. Love you. Bye.